This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. God is pushing us somewhere. I'm really really excited about this message this morning. Uh, how, how many of you know it's against the law to eat chicken uh, with a fork in Gainesville? Anybody know that? <laughs> it's against the law in Gainesville, Georgia to eat chicken with a fork. Because sometimes you just, you just got to get in there. It's like trying to eat ribs and stay clean. Somebody's, where's it going with it? I don't know how to preach this message today in a clean way. Come on. Right. I, it's going to get a little messy up in here. Is that all right? I want to bring you a message today entitled, Waiting to be Delivered. <laughs> I thought it was going to be cute this, this weekend that we have a staff member and one of our team members that leads on Sunday morning uh, during this service, actually. Both of them were, were, were expecting uh, uh, children, and they both were like, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. But uh, before I could preach it today, they had their babies this weekend, and so we celebrate that. And, and, but I, this... This, we had one mother who's just ready to be delivered, and she's like, don't preach that without me there. Well, there's something inside of you that God's wanting to do. Father, thank you for this day. I thank you for the Holy Spirit of God that's in this place. Lord, I will, I will preach this with the passion and, and, and fire that I feel that, that is burning inside my heart this morning. God, I want to honor you somehow in this message. Lord, I want to thank you for what we're doing today. Uh, as we celebrate moms, bless them, prosper them, and cause your face to shine upon them. Lord, I pray for those that are not moms yet, but they will be by this time next year, Father. Uh, just bless them, Father, as their, their heart's cry is going to be heard. I just feel that in my spirit today. Father, I thank you for what you're going to do. Father, I thank you for the promise of God, the joy of the Lord that is our strength. In Jesus' name, open this word to us. Open the scripture to us. Lord, you put this message in place for today. Put it in our hearts now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, it didn't really work really well in the first few services. You know how you start a sermon and say, look at your neighbor and say? Well, this one didn't work really, really well, so you don't have to look at your neighbor and say, but it didn't work out real good to say, I think I might be pregnant. <laughs> it's amazing how many men can leave the sanctuary so fast. Amen. <laughs> well, this is the. I feel a little off the chain today because... Uh, this is the first Sunday since November that I can, I don't say open your Bibles to Romans chapter eight. Instead, open your Bibles to Luke chapter one. I'm thankful that the Lord led us down that way into that path, but that series, you know, you kind of have to keep going through something, but I, I just feel this message today in Luke chapter one, verse number 35. Luke chapter one, verse number 35. By the time we're through, some of you may say, I think I might be pregnant. Luke Chapter 1, verse 35. Then the angel replied, the Holy Spirit. Come on now. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit. Say it with me. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. I want you to catch this now. The Holy Spirit wants to do something in you that is so amazing that it will be obvious to everybody that God's done it. Now look, I feel like a, a, something that's burning inside of me, and I need you to be the gasoline this morning. 
Every amen is a, come on, let's go a little deeper, all right? So I said, the Holy Spirit of God wants to do something inside of you that is so amazing that it'll be obvious that God's done it. Can I get an amen today? The Holy Spirit is wanting to work in you. And, and, and I love what verse 36 says. It says, what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. What's more, I'm doing something in somebody else also. You know, people used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. Aren't you glad that people used to say this about you, but now God has done something else in your life? Amen. For nothing is impossible with God. I, I think we ought to celebrate that for just a moment. I said, nothing is impossible with God. I don't care what you're facing. Nothing is impossible with God. Amen. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything that you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Oh, that's probably, if you've got a pen, underline that in your Bible. If you've got your electric Bible, highlight that. Probably the most powerful point in this. And the angel left her. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth, and at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. May the Lord bless his word. You know, I'll never forget the day that we discovered that Bethany was on the way. I'll never forget where we were and how that came about. I had showed up at Christina's work. I don't know if I was picking her up to drive her somewhere. And she says, I came to help her clean the office. As we were uh, cleaning uh, uh, that, uh, that evening, uh, I said, I'm hungry. And she said, I am too. And, and then there was a certain kind of food that every time I wanted to eat that kind of food, she, she would pout. She would, she'd be upset. She's like, I don't like that. You know, I hate that kind of food. That was my favorite kind of food. And, and, and so this day I said, what do you want for dinner? And she called my favorite kind of food. I kind of looked at her like, what are you doing? I said, what did you say? She said, uh, I, yeah, I just, I just feel like, uh, uh, that's what I want for dinner. I said, who are you and what did you do with my wife? <laughs> she said, no, that's what I really want. And, I, and it hit me like a bolt of lightning. And I said, we're going to get a pregnancy test. And she said, what? I said, you can't stand that food and you're, something's different about you. So we went and got a pregnancy test, got two of them as a matter of fact, and both of them were positive. <laughs> you see, I knew that something was up because something inside of her was longing for something different. One of the signs that you're expecting is that changes are beginning on the inside of you. One of the signs that God is going to be doing something amazing in your life is that you're not who you used to be. You can't be satisfied with what used to fill you up. You can't, you can't be happy with the sin that you used to love to enjoy because you've tasted something better and now you want to go further and God has put something down. Let me just preach this for a moment. God has put something down inside of you that says, I want all that God has for me. I cannot be satisfied with yesterday's pains. I can't be satisfied with yesterday's plan. I'm hungry for something better and something has changed about me. I truly believe that God has sent me this morning with a message to speak to those who are hungry for more of God, those who are tired of allowing the media and others to set the course for our nation. Can I get an amen? People who want to see the sleeping giant of the church arise in the God-given power that was given on the day of Pentecost. People who will join with me in this prayer, Holy Spirit, do something inside of me that will change me. Yeah. 
I do not want to encounter God just so I can say, whoo, I feel the goosebumps and that's enough for me. The 815 service is not even awake and their amens are moving better than this. Come on now, help me now, amen. I said God wants to do something inside of you that is so radical that it makes a change in who you are, that you're not just coming in going, look. Remember that sermon I preached a few weeks ago about the spoons? I gave everybody a spoon, and I said, you're satisfied with the taste. Most of the people who go to church are just satisfied when they feel. If you could feel what I, I mean, I feel it running all over my body right now. I feel the Holy Spirit of God. And if you could just feel that, you're like, whoa, I hadn't blown it. God still knows where I am. But I'm not looking for somebody who's satisfied with just a feeling. I want somebody to rise up who says, I will be full of what God has. I will be full of the promise of God. Amen. You see, in this passage, Mary has has desire for something different. Mary's prayer, just to, to not be someone who, who is just uh, fades off into antiquity. Mary, Mary's plan, who, who's saying, God, let me be something different. I know it's all laid out for me. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have kids. This is all laid out. I'm already engaged, and everything's going that way. But God, could you do something different inside of my life? And I want you to catch this. In order for Mary, listen to me, God sent somebody here to be spoken to this morning. In order for Mary to receive something different inside of her life, she had to be willing, watch this, she had to be willing for God to do something different through her lifestyle. If you want God to move in your life, you better line up differently inside of your heart. You see, Mary, she was fulfilling the greatest promise of all, that she would give birth to the Messiah. Okay? Now, there was a standard for that. Now, well, there was one very important standard to give birth to the Messiah. How many women probably watched their child run along, that little boy, and they thought, he's a good-looking little fella, looks just like his mama, is what they thought, you know what I'm saying? And they, how many women looked and said, maybe he's the Messiah, maybe he's the Messiah, but there's a problem because that child didn't match up to the standard. He might have been perfect. He might have been the best thing that ever happened according to them. But the standard that, that had to be held was this. The standard says the promise is going to come through the one who has upheld held the standard because the promise has to come that the promised Messiah will be born of a virgin. So Mary had to uphold a standard. When everybody else was like, well, you're already engaged. Go ahead. This is the world we live in. Get with the modern times. Instead, she said, no, I'm going to keep my covenant. I'm going to honor God. And when she made her claim and kept herself right on the outside and on the inside, it lined her up to be able to receive the fullness of the promise. Now, I've come with a message today, and I'm trying trouble even getting down to the message because God wants somebody to understand that God wants to do something inside of you that is so great, but you've got to make up your mind. Are you going to live up to a standard that God can use? Are you going to look like the world? Are you going to live like the world? Are you going to stake your claim and say, I will be full of God, and I will honor God with my whole heart? Amen. You see, by living differently, you can expect different. Let me say that again. By living different, you can expect different. It's time for people to, who say, you know what? I'm not going to sleep in. I'm going to roll out of my bed. I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to talk to God about shaking my generation. I'm going to stop criticizing my neighbors and I'm going to start winning them to Jesus. I'm going to stop fighting on my job and I'm going to start taking revival with me into my job. Amen. You see, the Bible says that Mary was impregnated by the Holy Spirit. God said, I'm going to put a promise on the inside of you. And people have disputed that ever since. But why is that so hard to grasp? 
God has been impregnating people from the beginning. He spoke to Abraham one day. Abraham was just living a normal life in a normal place. And he said, go find a place that I have given to you. My goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost. And something happened inside of Abraham that day. A promise jumped down inside of who he was. And it caused him to walk out of everything he'd ever known. And it caused him to go to a place. I feel the Holy Ghost as I'm preaching to you. It caused him to go to a place that nobody else had ever sought after. Nobody else even wanted. But it was there that the promise came into reality in this life. Because God put a pregnant promise inside of him. I thought about Moses who fled for his life and said, I'll never go back to Egypt. I'll never go back. But all of a sudden, one day he's walking through the desert. See, that's the problem. Most of us know what we want the promise to be, but instead we ought to be serving God. And as we're walking, just serving God, all of a sudden something hits us out of nowhere. And God said, Moses, go deliver my people. And Moses would go to where they might take his life for just returning. But all he knew, it might cost him everything, but he was pregnant with a promise. I thought about Joshua and Caleb as they walk with 10 other people, as they're walking through the promised land, as they're walking around and everybody else says what? Oh, you can't do it. We can't take this. This is not God's plan for our life. But somewhere Joshua and Caleb, they looked at each other and they said, I think we can. And this one said, I think we can. And then they started spreading and everybody else says, you can't, you can't, you can't. But guess who did? The two who believed God and got pregnant with a promise. David, anointed king, impregnated with a promise. When he walked along and he heard a giant insulting the people of God, insulting the, the living God, he said, listen, you might come to me with your spear and your sword, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. And he defeated a giant, not because he was able, but because there was a promise on the inside of him that had not come into place yet, and that promise was going to come out. See, that's the problem. We don't want to get pregnant. But God wants to impregnate you with a promise. Let me say that again. God wants to impregnate you with a promise. To Mary, he said it this way. The Holy Spirit will come upon you at my goodness. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. I mean, is that not awesome? The Holy Ghost is going to come on you and you're never going to be the same. Poof. So the baby that will be born will be holy. And when we call the Son of God wants to do something in you so awesome that it's evident God did it. And the promise came inside of her. And she was pregnant with a promise. I said God wants to impregnate you with a promise, and I have this promise of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1, verse number 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but said this, but wait for the... It's your promise. Let me say it again. But wait for the promise. promise of the Father. Wait until the promise of the Father comes, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Listen to that. He said, Mary, the promise of the Messiah is coming inside of you. He said, church, the promise of the Holy Ghost of God is going to come inside of who you are. It's going to change you. Pastor Don, why are you so impassioned? Why do you feel that we need to get with you so much this morning? Because there's promise that's available. If you'll just get hungry, God wants to change who you are. You see, God wants to put a vision 
a calling an anointing inside of you so great that when it begins to be revealed, it will point back to God. It won't be people like, look at what they did. But instead, people will say, did you see what God's up to? Did you see what God did in their life? You'll start singing or preaching or, or witnessing or doing your job. And all of a sudden, the manifestation of the Spirit of God begins to move through you. And people say, I don't know what's different about you, but there's something different. That's what I'm looking for in our church. Can you hear my cry this morning? That all of a sudden we'll get pregnant with the promise of the Holy Ghost. And people will say, I don't know what I felt, but I needed it. I needed it and I want it in Jesus' name. Amen. But here's the problem. Most of us are not pregnant with promise because we live our lives as impregnable fortresses. Let me say that again. We live our lives as impregnable fortresses. What does that mean? An impregnable fortress, by definition, is strong enough to resist, to withstand attack, strong enough to not be taken by force, unconquerable, as in an impregnable fort, not capable of being captured or entered by force, unshakable, unyielding, firm, and impregnable belief. God's promise is yours. Let me say that again. I wish I could say it in about five different languages because I want you to get it. But God's promise is yours. God's promise is yours. God's promise is yours. The question is, do you want it? Because most of us live with walls that keep it out. Pastor Don, do you think God would use me? Yes, he would. If, you've got, if you're full of the promise, you need to be praying with me because I, I just feel like this message is from God. Pastor Don, do you really think that God could still love me? Yes, he does. But Pastor Don, you don't know what, what I've done. That's a wall of shame. But Pastor Don, you, you don't know. Uh, God gave me a chance and I blew it. That's a wall of doubt and a wall of unbelief. That's, that's a wall of the devil. You build all these walls around you and, and, and the enemy's trying to keep you to cause those walls to stand and God's promise is knocking. He said, I'm knocking on the other side. I want to fill you. I want to give you all that you can have. I want you to make you pregnant with promise so it'll change your life. But you got to tear down the walls. You got to let me in. Oh, I hear somebody in my spirit. This is what I hear. But you don't understand how great my problem. You're pushing back against the wall. You're pushing against the wall. But I want to remind you what happened on the day of Pentecost. It was not some pansy little spirit that came in the room, but it came in as a mighty rushing wind that wants to knock over every obstacle and fill you full of God's power. Somebody said, where'd you bring me? A screaming preacher church? Yes. I feel it. We live in our churches as impregnable fortresses and God stands at the door and knocks, but God's looking for somebody who's hungry. God, give us more, more of your spirit, more of your power. Lord, let us be pregnant with promise in this house. What are you going to do when you get pregnant? Well, here's what you need to do to, in order to get there. God said, Mary, this is what I'm going to do for you. And Mary didn't say, but, 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 but. All she said was, I don't know how to make it happen. I'm, I'm a virgin, she said. I can't have a child. 
But then the angel explained to her, but God's going to do the work. See, that's your problem. And if I, 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 just so no one here thinks I'm talking, I'm talking to you today. That's your problem. You feel like you're supposed to make God's hap- victory happen in your life. You're not. You're just supposed to be an open vessel. God, here I am. Take this broken vessel and use me. Oh, but pastor, I'm too broken. Are you more broken than David? Are you more, bro- more broken than Paul? Are you more flawed than Peter? Are you more broken than Mary Magdalene? Are you more broken to all of those in the Bible who did not have any hope? No, we are equally broken. But he is a blessed God who looks down on broken people and says, if you'll open the door, I'll pour a promise inside of you that will drive you forward in life. Amen. Mary simply said it this way. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. All he's looking for is for you to say, God, I don't know how. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to feel like, but I want everything you've got for me. Somebody better pray that with me. I'm telling you, we are an unction. I, I, I was in Indiana preaching a couple of weeks. I, we, we were in 12, state, uh, 12 days, five states. I was in Indiana, and, and the power of God moving so, so powerful. But I knew I was on assignment. Wednesday night, I, I was not even supposed to be in South Carolina preaching, but, but it just happened. And, and I knew I was on assignment. I am on assignment for you this morning. You've been asking God for more of the Holy Ghost. I'm trying to tell you how. Let him fill your life. Why do you need him? Because you're going to face dark days. You're going to face rough times. I had bad news about something this morning, but yet I didn't run to the world. I ran inward to the God that is in me. You see, the problem is some of you want it, but you miss a couple of key things from the Scripture. This is part of the passage that is missed and it's very important. Mary, he said, you're not the only one I'm working in. He said, I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit has also blessed Elizabeth. And listen to what God's saying. The enemy makes you feel isolated like you're the only one. God says, no, no, no. Elijah, I've got more than you. Mary, you're not the only one that I'm stirring up. I'm doing something great. I'm doing something, and God's looking for somebody who will join that something great because the world might be counting down and saying, well, this prophecy said America's over, and this prophecy said the world's done. And this pro-. Let me just tell you what the, world tell, the Word of God tells me. The Word of God tells me that in the last days, the enemy would look like he's advancing until... The Ancient of Days shows up. My hope is not in the government. My hope is not in an election. My hope is not in this world. My hope is not in an economy. My hope is in this truth. One day a trumpet shall blast, then the Lord Jesus Christ shall return. And until that day, you need the Holy Ghost to promise inside of who you are. But I must warn you, the next part will happen to you. Mary has said, whatever you want, I will be. And watch what happens. This is the most powerful portion of this verse. And the angel left her. And the angel left her. And nobody shouted. Most powerful portion of the verse. Let me just make it clear to you. To walk as a purpose, fulfilled, anointed child of God will be one of the most lonely places you will ever walk. 
God is jealous for you and He will want you running to Him and no one else. But in that, even in that same time, there's a place that when God puts something inside of you, other people won't get your passion. Other people won't understand what drives you. Other people won't even believe you. And get this. When you are living in a place of expectancy of God, you must guard who you let into your life. I want you to get that today. You must guard who you let into your life. In the Old Testament, there are two stories that both came to my mind during this message prep. The first story is the story of Solomon as he's brought with the two women who both claim the one child. And, and he says, well, just cut the child in half and give half to each. And the mother says, no, 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 give her to her. To, and he knows that he knows that that's the living child's mother because she would do anything to keep the baby alive. The other mother whose child has died, died says, kill the baby. Notice that, kill the baby. Be careful who you let into your life. The second story from the Old Testament, they're under siege in Jerusalem, and, and, and because of a famine, uh, it's horrible, but they, they kill a child, and the woman whose child is dead uh, uh, goes and says, now kill your baby, kill your baby. And, and this woman says, I can't kill my baby. One dead wants the other one dead. Both stories, dead wants the other one dead. This is important. It's so important. Because... If you don't watch your step, you will find yourself in the company of people who have let the promise on the inside of them die. And they cannot be satisfied with their own defeat. They will want you to understand everything they're going through. Their lack of faith has killed their vision. Their lack of faith leaves them without a promise. Their lack of faith wants you to understand their pain. We've heard them before. You get excited for God. God's going to do something. God's going to do something. They'll say, well, we've heard that before. You get excited about what God's done in your life, and you start telling people, I'm delivered, I'm set free. And you know what they'll say? I'll give you six months. You know one of my favorite things about this church right here? When we came together as a church, people in this community said, church is split. They don't come together. We'll give it six months. Almost 25 years later, we're still preaching the gospel. Why? Because God did something. I am sick and tired of people who've let their babies die trying to kill the babies of other people who have vision. Listen to me carefully. There are people in this house who are hungry for something more. You've got to stop allowing the negative people to speak into your life, and you've got to get around somebody different. Oh, pastor, you just don't have the Bible. I do have the Bible on that because what does the Bible say? The angel left her and suddenly she's all alone. It's cost her everything. That's another thing you have to understand. The promise of God might cost you everything on the outside. She's lost her, 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 her respect in the community. She's lost uh, a Joseph's trust. She's lost her family's love. Everybody wants to stone her to death. Everything's gone. But the promise that was inside of her was greater than everything she lost on the outside of her. And all she knew was suddenly the one who had spoken into her, she couldn't feel him around anymore. So what did she do? She got away from the people who'd given. This is the first time this ser... in all three services I felt led to say this. She had to get away from the people who had compromised themselves and no longer had their promise because they were living in darkness. And she, my goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost. 
She said, I've got to go somewhere that somebody's living in promise. I've got to get somewhere where somebody's living in promise. And all of a sudden, she remembered the words of the angel. He said, hey, guess what? You're not the only one that God's doing something in. He said, God's done something in Elizabeth. She used to be this way, but now she's this way. And so what did Mary do? She said, I've gone to Elizabeth's house. And the Bible says that when she walked through the door, the promise inside of her responded to the promise inside of Elizabeth. And before long, they were glorifying God. God together. Come on now. Amen. I'm tired of people saying, well, God can't move. God can't do anything. The church has lost its power. And I'm looking for somebody who will say, God's doing something in me. He's doing something in you. Let's get together and let God do something through us. Amen. Amen. Why don't you give him a better praise than that? I said, God wants to do something through us this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When all three of our children were coming, I remember those moments, the, the joy, the joy of the, knowing they were on the way. The joy, nothing like holding them for the first time. Amen. When Bethany, Christina's out cold with a, 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 a bad reaction, almost killed her with Bethany's birth and so I'm a young dad, I don't know what to do, and I just got this baby. And as I began to just, she was screaming, oh my gosh, she's never been quiet. <laughs> she was screaming, and Christina's passed out, and I don't know what to do. Every night from the moment I knew she was there, I quoted, Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your might. These words which I have commanded this day, you shall teach them diligently unto your children. You shall talk of them when thou sittest in the house, when, the, when thou liest down, when thou risest up, when thou walkest uh, uh, by the way. You shall write them uh, upon the post of the house, upon thy gates, and they shall be as frontless between thine eyes. I quoted that in proper order to her. So that night she's screaming, and I just started quoting the word. She's screaming bloody murder, and I said, Here. Israel. She went, ah, the word. When Zach was born, I'll never forget my purple child, screaming bloody murder, screaming bloody murder. The room was filled with the entire family, and I just wanted to hold him and get close to him. When Jordan was born, I I'd sung to Christina. She'd say, sing to me, sing to me during that time. And I'd sung to her. And so I just took Jordan. She snuggled in right in there. And I just sung to her. Nothing like the joy of when they are on the way and when they get there. But in the process, my wife became, for lack of a better word, driven. The room must look like this. You must have the right environment for the promise to come to we will have this bed we will have this here why not put it there uh, Michael had a room in our house at that time because he was always he was an intern here at the church and he'd always just be we'd work so late he'd just stay there a lot of times and, 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 and she's like Michael's gotta go <laughs> Michael's gotta go Michael always looks at Zach and says you stole my room If you want a move of the Holy Spirit in your life, would you stand with me? 
Two things to learn from that long close right there is you're going to have to make a place and there's some bad things that got to go. Nothing wrong with Michael. He was just occupying the place of the promise. What's occupying the place of the promise in your life? God sent me on Mother's Day with a message about he's wanting to deliver the promise in some of your lives. We have sought God in this church. We have paid a price for 100 days of prayer. We have been attacked on every side, but we have laid the foundation for the promise. There are people who even question why we would have a revival. We want the promise. And I am reminded of the words of old. Go and tarry until you have been endued with Go and wait for the promise. Pastor Don, that was for them. No, the great apostle said on the day of Pentecost, I'm sick and sick of people preaching the word or don't know the word. And this is what he said. He said, this is what the prophet Joel spoke of, that in the last days your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, that God would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And he said, this is that. And somebody's like, who's this for? He said, this is for all who believe, even those who are a long ways off, who come to know Christ. The promise is ours. We just need to make room and get all the junk out and say, God, fill us with your promise. If you want the promise, let me see your hand. Holy Ghost, you see this congregation. We are hungry. Your word says that you would pour out water upon the dry land. We are thirsty. We want you. Not man. I don't ask for old-fashioned and I don't ask for newfangled. I ask for the ancient of days to fill us with his promise. Fill us. Do something that makes people even wonder where it came from. But when they experience it, it will be from you. For everyone who's been living behind impregnable walls of doubt and shame, I cast those down by the authority of the Holy Ghost. My goodness, as you're praying, I just feel the wind of the Spirit. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. I feel like, whoo, there's a blowing. I, I feel like the prophet who said, go tell him that there's rain coming. When all he saw was a little cloud, but the, the cloud was not in whom the hope was. The cloud was in the word of the Lord. And when God spoke that cloud into existence, it would bring the rain that would flood the land. We draw our circle here, Father. We do not want to move until the promise of the Holy Ghost fills our lives. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you are here today. That's what I feel of the Holy Spirit. And you know what you've got to do different on the inside so God can come in and change your inside to affect your outside. You know what needs to go from your life so that God can make room inside of you to put the promise where it belongs. You've got, my goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost one. You've got to stop being satisfied with goosebumps on the outside so that you can get power on the inside. 
If that's you, let me see your hand. You know what needs to go. You're confessing it today. You're confessing it. Confess that doubt. Confess that unbelief. Confess that fear. Come on. Confess it. Hold it up high. Hold it up high. Let it be gone in the name of Jesus. Let it begin to fall in the name of Jesus. I speak not of man, but I speak by the power of the Holy Ghost that I'm preaching to you. That those bondages are beginning to fall. That they're crumbling at the root. That the base is being shaken. They're crumbling by the authority of the Holy Spirit. They're crumbling right now. I I, I speak against every addiction. It will fall fall in the name of Jesus. I, I speak against every family. I don't get somebody here for three generations. Your family's had nervous breakdowns in the name of Jesus Christ. You are delivered and you are free by the power of the Holy Spirit. I, I speak against that enemy that has tried to tell you you're going to lose your mind. Somebody's healing is bubbling up because doubt is being broken. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost anointing you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Church, I feel. Jesus, Jesus. I don't care who you are. Divorce has ravaged your family for generations. In the name of Jesus, you will survive. You will survive. I speak to that marriage, that that, 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 that word of it's over, I want a divorce, leaves in the name of Jesus. Instead of fighting, join hands together and embrace what God wants to do. He wants to fill your home with promise. Pastor Don, I'm afraid people think I've gone over the edge. They already do. Jesus. Jesus. Fill us with promise. Fill us with the Holy Ghost. Oh, how we love you, Jesus. Keep this attitude of worship for just just a moment. Just a moment. Maybe you're here today and you know this is the day that you need to give your life to God. This is the day for you to come to know your Heavenly Father. Here on Mother's Day, you want to know your Heavenly Father. You've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. And you don't even understand what it means to be filled with the promise of the Spirit of God because He's not come alive inside of you yet. And if that's you and you say today you want to give your life to Christ, you saw the people that raised their hands earlier, I did not embarrass them. I simply prayed over them. But if that's you today and you say, I want to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior today with no one looking around, everybody praying, If that's you, could I see your hand right where you are? Because I want to pray with you. This is the day you want to surrender your life or recommit your life to Jesus Christ. This is your point. This is your time. Thank you. Are there any others today? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in this place. I thank you for this one that does love you. You changed their life so many years ago. But now as they recommit their self to you, Father, I thank you that your grace is sufficient to cover them and to bless them and to prosper them. Father, you see all that are here. Make us vessels of the promise. Make us vessels of the promise. Holy Ghost. And cause us to be around others that our spirits might lead with people of promise who pursue 
a God passionately. Father, for that young person of this house that's pursuing a God that's not a true God, Lord, that family is praying for them yet even today, I, I agree, God, that they would be delivered and set free and the power of the Holy Ghost of God would move through them. today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 815, 930, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.